27-17 Bengals and not a soul in the universe had it last night. Are you joking me? Are you joking me? This is an Al Pacino any given Monday. I am speechless. Ryan Finley leads the Bengals on Natty TV on a humble 7-13. We don't know if he's smiling or angry. 89 humble yards throwing, one tug, no mistake, type W. Wow. Big Ben looks like he needs contact lenses. Big Ben looks like he needs to borrow some Harry Potter spectacles. Hey, bud, it's okay. Everyone's aging during the pandemic. All right? This is a Steelers team that not a not a person out there believes is going anywhere. Anywhere in the playoffs. Absolute smoke and mirrors the fact that they are 11-3 and still. And as we wrap and conclude week 15 to move ahead to next week, are still sitting tied with Buffalo for a chance at a first-round bye. Obviously, Buffalo got the nod and head-to-head. They beat them last week. But if somehow Pitt edges out Buffalo record-wise, they'll do it. They probably won't. I don't even think they're going to win another game. And this Snell, I know Connor was out again, but this Snell running game, I mean, they gave it a shot, 18 for 84 for the guy on the ground. But ultimately, Big Ben at 20 for 38, 170 measly yards last night. One tug, one mistake. The Bengals beat the Steelers in a 14 and a half point spread. I mentioned a teaser we lost, but we hit the App State real quick. First half covered and the over covered. So, all right, look, two and one on the pod technically. And I did think the under was going to hit and such a sick 27-17, unbelievable, 44 the over cashes. And it's not the Steelers with 27. It's the Bengals. The over-under for points for the Bengals last night was 13 and a half. I saw it. And it was plus money for the under, by the way. It was plus 115, under 13 and a half for what it's worth. And Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach going against the Steelers in three previous, I mentioned it, had scored three, 10, and 10 going against the Steelers defense. And he had a third stringer last night. This goes to show you Pittsburgh is that bad or we are talking about a COVID season where anybody can beat anybody. And as we stare down the barrel of plus 600 for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl right now, no one is safe. Nothing is safe. But on that note, today is a special day. It's the NBA tip-off, baby. Hashtag NBA is back. How are you? I'm in a great mood. Check out Moneyline Monaco's Instagram and Alex Monaco. We're already doing Space Jam, grown men in our living room, dunking, cush basketball style to celebrate. What a day. Lakers get their 17th championship rings. We go on to check out a gorgeous debut, finally, for Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni, the assistant coach for Steve. What a rekindling there. It's Brooklyn Nets take on and host the Warriors. Curry suiting up. Line seven and a half. Let's take a deep dive. Clippers, Lakers, the matchup, main event. 
Let's start with the appetizer, and I will briefly break down. We have a Boca Raton Bowl today. How are you, Florida? It always is a day down there, baby. There is no day, days off. And you also have Tulane in Nevada in the Idaho Potato Bowl. I will not be breaking down the Idaho Potato Bowl on the NBA kickoff day. I'm sorry. But I will give you a breakdown of two quality teams, UCF, for goodness sake. I mean, their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel's leading the country right now in yards. So let's dive into the NBA. I'm all kinds of fired up. I can't wait. I can't wait. So it's the first game of the season. Please don't blow all of your wad. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Keep the pockets lean. Throw a little bit of lunch money on it if you want. So let's go Nets Warriors. By the numbers, Golden State's coming off a 15-50 and 50 season. They didn't make the bubble, so obviously that's not going to equal 82. But I'm fascinated that it's only the fourth lowest record in franchise history. So worse than the year 2000. However, they are 14-3, and three, the Warriors, against the Nets when Curry suits up. He's averaging 36 a game in his last three against them. And the man loves himself some Brooklyn. And we're getting seven and a half points. I mean, Brooklyn may blow them out. But on an opening night where there's a lot of pressure, you could absolutely lobby the other way in a close one. So Brooklyn came off a season. They ended the year on a high note, nine and four and five and three in the bub. They had a league-high 24 players used. That's bananas. Brooklyn had 24 players suit up for him. In this preseason, which is obviously you take little to nothing from, they did have the 7th best offensive rating um, at 107.4. But in the preseason, both these two teams, just because I am going to talk about the over-under for a second, they were top 10 in pace. And... They were also top five in percentage of possessions in transition. That's a little stat for you, according to Synergy Sports. So the over-unders at 231.5, but it opened at 222.5. So went up quite a bit. If you're looking at it from like an Action Network perspective, it's going to be a trend towards the total under. And... It's one of those nine point NBA opening lines. Ugh. I gave you a stat where these are the fast, fast, fast squads. But then you also look at the over under getting pushed a certified nine points. It's difficult to not want to go under. I mean, how many points are the Warriors going to put up? Are they really going to break 110 points? I mean, I, I, I don't know about all that. I will say KD... Since before he was on the Warriors, for some reason against the Warriors, this is his second most average points per game against a team. He's got 30.7 points per game against the Warriors on 37 games. Why? He loves balling against GSW? Even pre? You tell me. Only the Thunder at 31.4 points a game does he average more against. It's a 30 point seven and 37 game sample size there kd against the warriors go peep that play up prop point for kd tonight if it's in the 20s he could skyrocket by that so my pick in that game would probably be oh man a tiny tiny amount on i'd say the under 
and I'd probably take I'd probably side with the points just because seven and a half and it's their first time. It's such a personal game to so many. I like it competitive and it's not like these guys are coming out rusty, but to break 231.5, that's a large number on opening night. Very, very large number on opening night. The other game, we got Lakers Clippers, baby. Lakers Clippers. The line is Lakers minus three and a half. I've seen it go all the way to two and a half. If you can get it at two and a half, take it. I will say basketball teasers, if you like doing those, like you want to tease this, like maybe you'll take the Nets because you're thinking, oh, six point. The basketball NBA teasers start at four in the four and a half, five point range for some reason. So you could tease the Lakers all the way down, but you wouldn't be able to tease the Nets all the way down. You have to add in a third team and do a different teaser just for your information. So the Lakers and the Clippers have split their last eight meetings and the last seven have been decided by 10 or fewer. Makes sense why the spread is what it is. The Lakers, obviously ring night. Holla, 17th, put a ring on it. This one's for the Mamba. RIP, of course, is a special night for Lakers Nation. Of course, I'm taking the Lakers. I'm taking it emotionally. One of my favorite teams. So, yes, I do have a couple teams in this world, but I try to not be when I go to the book. And I'm going Lakers tonight with conviction. So, although the Clippers were the only team last year to rank top five in offense and top five in defense, what's up with the L.A. teams going top five? Like the Rams, minus this last weekend against the Jets. They're top five offense and top five defense. So, obviously, Doc's gone. Tyron Lue's in the seat. Whole new cast of characters. Montrez Harrell will be shooting up for the Lakers tonight and not the Clippers. Still cannot believe the Clippers let him go of everyone. And we're going to actually sit on the fact that Kawhi is averaging against the Lakers only. Only Damian Lillard. So he's second to Damian Lillard in points per game against the Lakers coming off last year. Dame had 36 against him in three games. Kawhi's at 30 in four. So he's obviously dialed when he plays L.A. Lakers. Doesn't matter if he's home or not. Clippers, interestingly enough, coming off a 23rd in assists last year. We'll see if the Ibaka's a little more PT for Reggie Jackson. There will be an interesting pivot tonight. We'll see. Kennard gets a big contract. How the Clippers come out. But I just cannot take the Lakers picking up a Marcus Gasol, picking up Harrell, picking up Schroeder, re-signing Kuzma in the last 48 hours. I love the pick. Doesn't matter who the money is. I will mention on our way into the Boca Raton Bowl before we wrap, favorites on opening night in the NBA are 17-24 and 24 against the spread. That's a 41.5%. That makes me feel better about the Warriors with the points, quite frankly. Home favorites on opening night, 14-18. and 18 against the spread 47 percent the under aha 22 and 18 55 percent it hits so of those three of those three oh last but not least the under on team totals these brought to you by action network for home favorites on opening night Hitting at 65%, 44 and 24. 
So the home favorite team under that tonight would be the Lakers and the Nets. We'll see. We'll circle back, see how that goes. I'm going on our way to the Boca Raton. I'm going Lakers and I'm going points with the Warriors, seven and a half and the under in that game. Not touching the over-under in the Lakers. I'm going to take Lakers money line. Lakers money line. All right. BYU going against UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl. BYU closed the season 0-2-1 against the spread, by the way. Quarterback under center for UCF. Leads the nation with 3,353 passing yards. And he's second. Second in the FBS with 30 TDs. Odds at the moment. UCF plus five and a half. It started at seven. Around seven. That means some wise people grabbed the touchdown. Over under at 77 and a half. Goodness gracious, college basketball. Me? Four straight caches for UCF in non-conference games. BYU 1-5 against the spread in their last six bowl games. And the over has hit in four of BYU's last five bowl games. UCF is averaging 44.3 points on the season. That's sixth in all of FBS football. And only... Second behind Florida in passing yards at 373. That's remarkable. Marlon Williams, look out for him tonight. Wide receiver for UCF. Only one of five players in the country with over 1,000 receiving yards tonight. And at least 10 Teddy Bruskies. Tugs, that is. BYU, 10-win season. Their first since 2011. I got a ride with the points. I think you can get it up to seven. I got to ride with the points, but I don't, I, I, I'm hesitant on the over because the Cougars have averaged giving up 14.6 points per game. That's pretty low. They're not going to stop this offense with UCF and Gabriel. I think it's a back and forth kind of game. I think you got to feel good about taking a team that is an offensive juggernaut in UCF. And if you can, I mean, if it, if the number, when this comes out and you listen to it and it gets all the way to seven, take UCF plus seven. That's nice value. I mean, money line plus 165, eh, I don't know. 77.5, it should still go over. I mean, 43 points per game for the Cougars. And then again, yeah, 44.3 for UCF. That's fifth and sixth in the freaking country. It should go over. If I had to lean, I'd go over. Those are the picks for the day. Bengals crush our teaser. Thanks, Cincy. Who day? We're going to take the points with the Warriors, the under for fun, little little quiche, nothing to write home about. Lakers money line, UCF with the points, and the over. These are all, a lot of picks on the Tuesday. How you doing? All right, I'm out. Almost Christmas. (laughs) 